Don't talk about red socks, sleep when I'm dead. When I'm dead. Motherfucker wanna come through tripping. Listen, I'ma rip it, I'ma kung fu, kung fu. Tell them I'm ready if you want it, you can get it. If it's heavy, I'ma Welcome everybody to Exact Show. I'm here with Brian, and our special guest today is uh, Baltimore's own rapper, Boss Man. What's up, man? <laughs> chilling, chilling. Happy to be here. Feeling uh, electric. Really cool, man. Uh, like I said to you before we started recording, uh, I've been a fan since like 06, 07 era. Uh, listen to AO, Baltimore Anthem, uh, off the record. So it was really cool to reconnect and find uh, find you on Instagram and everything. And I'm really happy you're uh, doing this show with us, man. No, I appreciate the love. Yeah, no problem. So uh, we're here in Jersey, so East Coast, you know, not too far from Baltimore. <laughs> oh, yeah, y'all right up the street. Yeah, right up the street, you know, so... Uh, we want to know first before we get into some of the newer stuff you're working on, man. I always wonder what people I grew up listening to, like your upbringing, how you got into hip hop, like how you, how you started off making music. Um, so originally, first got like in tune with music, but I say about fifth grade, I went through a weird transition when my parents were both got incarcerated and got locked up. So I tapped into um crisscross. Like just being young back then, like jump, you know all that. Crisscross. Uh, it's a right. shame. It's a shame. Was one of the greatest songs I ever made. Warm yeah, it up. It was like, no, I, dude, yeah. I can recite every word. I missed the bus right now, but I won't do it. I won't yeah, do that it. was my that was my whole lifestyle. I was young, and it was like I tapped out out of the music. So I did like my first talent show. One, I did the crisscross. Did the whole thing. Closed backwards, the twist of my hair type vibe. Um, then. I took it more serious because, like I said, then I was just mimicking other people, like sort of like karaoke. And then when when I um my parents being locked up, I started hearing Tupac and like Nas. It mm-hmm. just Tupac was like real dope on putting out black stories or trauma in like a cool way because rap was always so braggadocious. But he was like the first person to make put some emotion into it. So I took he did that, and then like. Illmatic really did it for me. I remember I got the bootleg. When I heard that, I knew I was just going to be a rapper for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, so I was just like, it's done after that. That's pretty, like, crazy. Like, yeah, I didn't know. That. That's pretty cool, man. How you could take such a, like, a bad thing, traumatizing thing that happened and twist it around and make it music. So, like, essentially, crisscross, like, you know, veered you in the right direction out of all the artists out there. Nah, you know what's dope about that? I ended up, my first deal was with Jermaine Dupree. Yes, I know. Yeah, I want to get into yeah, that. La- yeah, yeah, laws of attraction was really real. <laughs> so when you so, when you were putting on these talent shows, taking it more seriously, you found your own voice, if you will. Um, like, when did you know, like, you had somewhat of an upbringing, or not an upbringing, a, a following? Like, at what point did you realize, all right, I'm better at this than people I'm around, and this is something that, like, I can pursue? Um, It's when I got to the point where, um, so I, I started off, like, wanting to record myself like my uncle was always like a person had a big booming system. He used to play like all the DJs. So I'm the Baltimore sound. If y'all ain't aware of this, we got Baltimore cup music. That's how real sad, right? Mm-hmm. So he used to have all the mixtapes of all that playing. So I knew it was a possible way. He was on the news one day. He was just a backup dancer, but he was on the news and I've seen him get some fame off of that. So it was like, oh, this, I'm attached to somebody where this could be really be real. I could like really do it. You know how you, you got to have belief first. Right. You got to see something to kind of believe it. So it was kind of once I seen that on news one night, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to take it to the next level. I'm going to do I started recording myself, making up. I used to set up three different radios and record myself and do all this. And then I think it came for, from fruition when I started the NEK thing. I got in a group with a bunch of other brothers from my neighborhood. 
and uh, we thought we was the firm. <laughs> like, because like, you know, it was like, it was about me being a big Nas fan. So we did our own version. I never been hip hop true thing with really stealing or mimicking, but being inspired by what? the firm or Queensbridge or what they was putting together repping the neighborhood. So we sort of made Northeast Baltimore into like Queensbridge. So we gave out a bunch of um, free mixtapes. We used to put them in the tennis shoe stores and through our own high school tour. It was the NEK Empowerment Tour. And the funny thing about it was we would go have a good message, have people talk, talk about AIDS awareness, diseases, education. But our raps was sort of kind of vulgar because it's hip hop. And it's watching these kids, the way they stomach the balance of even to, like, to take the yin and the yang. Like you need some of that. I don't want to call it ignorant reality image of what's really happening around you to even listen mm -hmm. might tell you something positive. At least that's how my brain was wired coming from Baltimore. So once I seen that happen and it had an impact on kids, I knew it was like, oh, this is real. This is something I can really invest in and go really hard for because if so many, it was saving people. Like they was enjoying the music at the same time, but they was listening to something smart. When you're in the streets, it's just so hard to listen to anything somebody telling you positive because there's so much negativity. But music could really do that to somebody and make them open to it. Yeah. You know, it was like it's like in, in the black communities. It was like when you grow up, you're a cornball if you do something right. Mm. That's how they. But it, which is really false. But that's just how it was programmed. Right. So by that, that at that point when I seen I could get the light into that, I was just like, all right, cool. And then I branched off from that and did my solo thing. Well, did you face any backlash from trying to be like a conscious more type rapper and trying to send messages or no? Was it like well welcomed? Um, and to be real with that, once I got into the music industry, I got backlash from that. It was hard, but once really in my, in my city, it was embraced because I was like a little different. Like these people seen so much negativity, so they was happy to see something that was uplifting. But once I got my first record deal. Definitely, I went through that. Like, when I got signed, trap music totally took over. It was like Lupe Fiasco and Kanye West was, like, the only people right. so this that was, was on the page that I was doing. This was, like, 05, 06 then, around, like, the Mike Jones yeah. and, like, the Southern era, right? Yeah. It's funny you brought up Mike Jones. I did a bunch of shows with Mike Jones. I met him. He was mm -hmm. embracing. I was, they, they used to get him. It was like, you boss man, but they got Slim Thug. And not like Slim Thug, but they talking from another boss perspective. But my whole boss man thing was like to be the boss of yourself. Like you ain't really got to follow nobody else. Just follow you, your own heart and what you really want to do. So it was um definitely challenges then. But like just to be real with you on an independent level in my city, nah, I actually got embraced. Yeah. And that that's another thing. And Brian, you could jump in right after this. Like, I, I always find that fascinating because like, me and Brian were just talking about because, you know, we make rap music, too. And, uh, of course, like you said, mimicking people. We love them and them growing up because we were white boys. Like, whatever. Who, who cares? <laughs> right. then, then we found our lanes, you know, and whatever. No, that's but, dope. Yeah, we were battling after eight mile at every party. <laughs> but um, but but um, with the whole perception of just what's fake and real now with the industry and even back then when it started to take the turn. Um, it's it's frustrating, even as like an older fan, and I'm sure you who were at labels like 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 meeting with figureheads. Like, was it just like like heartbreaking and annoying and frustrating hearing people who don't understand and have their ear to the streets what's really going on, and then trying to tell you what you have to be? How the hell do you? I know I would flip out. I have a temper. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm about to flip. This no, we can relate. Right I guess. I guess y'all got into it. So as a hip hop fan. First, that's what they thought. Yes, I was very. <laughs> I think 
that's why I didn't work over there. Like as much as I've respected Jermaine Dupree, I would battle with him about the decision just because not that he's not a part of hip hop, but right. the music that he makes is not what I do. Like I respect him for what he makes, but I'm not like lean with a rock with it. I'm like, I don't two steps. So you really can't tell me what to do. Like respectively, you look at his track history with facts. He's never, he's not like puffy and worked on ready to die. He don't got songs with Nas or like even to this day with J. Coles or Kendrick Lamar's like people that really got a voice to do other things. Now, is he dope that what he does to make party music, make you want to dance? Yeah, but I don't really make dance music. So mm -hmm. we had a clash. And that's why I said it was very unique because I signed with him and I was inspired by Crisscross. Right. Maybe if he had approached and gave me some of this a shame or some warm it up, Chris, because that was kind of hip hop, if you think back. It was amazing. But but he totally was not in that bag. But I but we had talks. He was like telling me Bow Wow don't even know a Jay-Z verse. We had them type of battles and um go back and forth. But I think what his brand was, who J who Jermaine Dupree is as a hip hop artist, is that's that ain't who we know. You know so so deaf, you know this mascot person. So his brand didn't fit with mine. So the okay. business, yeah, it was, so it was definitely frustrating as shit. It was definitely, because I knew I had a connection with him and we would talk. He told me I was a jewel, respected, but we couldn't figure out a way to make money with it. Yeah. No, yeah. that sucks, man. That's cool. It's cool to get a backstory, though, because I always wonder, like, what happens behind the scenes and stuff. But go on, Brian. What's it, what's it like to clash with someone like that? You know, because if you're, like, you're coming up, like, let's say, right, you catch a break and it's like you get signed by Jermaine Dupree and it's like, yeah, you might have conflicting styles, but at the same time, it's like, it's still Jermaine Dupree, you know? Right. Like, you can still um, do shit for you. If, if I'm being a thousand percent artist, real, um, middleman, and I don't want to disrespect nobody that worked with me, like I'm, I'm still rocking with my original production company I was signed to, um, One Up Entertainment and other people that was around me. You know how somebody, they was part of birthing something, they don't want to let it go to grow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, so I couldn't really get to meet Jermaine and chill with Jermaine like how I met them. And that's what art is. Like when you create an art with people, y'all kind of got to really know each other. Like, mm -hmm. like what do we really do in this? So when he would open up his doors, it'd be checks and stuff involved that couldn't do it. And it, it was just a clash into that. So it's just like being older. I guess if I knew what I knew now, I would have never let nobody have no power over my art. Right. Like, I, no, no, it's funny, like, the world works now with, like, the internet now. Artists can just be themselves and then hire people. Right. If it was always like that, I'd have been straight. Me and Jermaine probably would have had it good because I'd have told him exactly what I want. Basically, basically I'm going to do this. I'm my own boss, but I want to rest with you on this level. And everybody in my circle would have been the same way. Mm. And I think I'd have had a way successful career. That that's what and it's funny you mentioned that because I want to veer into that next. Um, like when you were coming up in the 06, 07 era, and I mean there was a buzz, man. Like even here in Jersey, like we were listening to, and uh, I I want to know like how did you how did you adjust to like where the MySpace age took over, where there was no longer CDs and mixtapes. It was now out of nowhere, just like the digital age. Like for you as an artist growing up, like how how did that was that a culture shock or did you manage to like successfully? Uh, veer into that lane well uh, again to be real obviously i did was able to merge into it because i had a deal with myspace like i've okay. met tom there um i think once that deal went left it tarnished me as an artist like i think okay. that probably was my breaking point i was just like fuck this shit a little bit like it's too much because the same identical thing happened like i got there, I get to meet the other people around there. They loving it. And then the label goes out of business. Because that's what Virgin Records did. I got up to deal with JD. I got all my records clean, got my masters and stuff. Nice. But 
I, it, it wasn't like fun no more. Like as an artist, I wasn't inspired mm-hmm. the same way no more. It was right. like, it's too much business and politics mm-hmm. kind of ruined it. Um, so I think I probably could adapt it further. Like I, I wouldn't post and get into all this Instagram music wave because for a minute, I guess when it started after the MySpace era, the Instagram took over, the music was so whack. Mm-hmm. Just to be real, it's like, I ain't gonna knock it because it's always been fun hip hop music, but it wasn't like a balance. It wasn't like, if we, back in the day, you could hear Chub Rock and still hear NWA. Correct. Yeah. You could hear it. Like, it, it just went so way, some way that I just totally wasn't with. So I was like, i do it, but fuck this shit, just to be real. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, it, I'm uninspired. The only reason why I got into it, like you said, as a kid, it was an outlet. I was inspired. It was yeah. something I thought changed my my life and help other people change theirs once that's gone kind of just like i don't know so if some people seen a gap where i wasn't really doing it like i was supposed to be doing on a high level it wasn't it was more that it just wasn't in me gotcha well, i mean they're, they're every going right sorry no i was gonna say i i feel like it's just to like relate to that a little bit like I feel like it's kind of tough when you try to make money off your passion only because when you start, like there are two tough things to mix because when you start encountering those problems like that and you have the obstacles that get in the way, it's like you start to lose the passion for it a little bit and like why you got into it in the first place. Like just for example, like I used to be a personal trainer. I loved working out. I went to school for it. I did all this stuff, right? I started working for a gym and then it became all about sales and how much money I made. And then this and that. And it was like, well, we got away from like actually working out. Like, I don't give a shit about this anymore. Because <laughs> right. Anybody right. cares about is money. So it's like, all right, I'm going to figure something else out. Cause I don't want to do this anymore. You know, it's ruining what I loved. Right. And it's well, tough. Like the same thing with music. It's like music flat out is a passion. That's creativity. That comes from your soul. And like, when you mix money with that and then people telling you, oh, no, you got to make it like this. Write something like this. Oh, you hear this? This is hot right now. So you got to make something like this. It's like, that's not my shit. That's not what I do. Right. Yeah. Bro, it's the toughest thing. I think, like, um, now, though, I think what one thing the internet did do, now it's evolved, because in the beginning, I think it did waste music. But now it's just like, since you can see other people put out dope music and go viral people can speech they can be motivational you know what i'm saying we got the nipsey hustles mm-hmm. rest in peace um you still have the kendrick j coles and then you still do have the the quote-unquote dumbed down version of hip-hop i mean mm-hmm. just been through. so i think everybody can play a lane now you can get your own audience so that's where you do got to think like what you're saying it can't frustrate you be like can you think they like my business with your passion, because you really can just do what you want to do, then you got to step back and be like, all right, how you going to sell it? Or put a team around you be like, after I turn the passion in, if I created it, somebody else got to sell it. Yeah. Good. You know what I'm saying? Because that's always been like that. Like, we don't get Nas if Columbia can't sell it. Hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. we don't hear that dope music. If, if he stays there, he's like, um, this... Not to be funny, it's like tragedy Qaddafi. Like you just somebody underground that we never heard. Mm. Yeah, no, you that's a good way to put you, it. You gotta know how to play play both both sides of it. It's yeah. sort of like a relationship. Like as much as somebody could love you, the way the world is set up and America is set up, if your money is now you might go through a struggle when somebody's supposed to jam your money, but if your money ain't up to a certain point, how long can they even live with you 
if you mm. can't hold up your end of the bargain. Yeah. It's going to die off. Trust me. <laughs> the relationship is going to break. Yeah. So no, you got to get money today. You got to figure it out. It's tough, but you got to figure it out. No, that's why after hearing you speak like that, it makes sense why you're in Baltimore giving the uplifting speeches. You should be a motivational speaker. <laughs> I mean, right. seriously. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. <laughs> No problem, man. So if you go back, like, would you sign the deal now, knowing what you know, or just stay independent your whole career? Because, I, you know, these young kids, I feel, get taken advantage of, like, with the, uh, getting signed in 19. There's no artist development anymore. It's just, like, they get thrown into the fire and new one comes in. So, like, if you had advice to younger dudes, would you even do it? I think it got to be what type of person you is. Like, and we just going to speak hip-hop because if we can tell we relate, like, how y'all use Eminem and let's keep it there. I think, like, Nas is my favorite rapper, but I would say Jay-Z is the GOAT because he's the only person I know that could, no matter how he did it, if it was Dame Dash that influenced him or was around, or maybe because he was a, a, a drug dealer big at one time, so he understood hustling mm -hmm. and hustling his craft. It's like, you got to be able to balance it all to survive in this shit. You gotta, it's a difference between doing hip-hop. We all can just make a song, but if I want to be in the music business, after to do with the music business takeover. The same way I'm passionate about what it is being a lyricist and I study what words mean and I put that together, I got to also study how the business work if I want to do both. Now, if I just want to be an artist and let, I was like, I just want my voice to be heard. I make money later then I think you should sign with a label. You could let somebody control the rest of your stuff because your happiness may just get your voice heard. And it's really okay. nothing wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if that label can put you in a platform that you're, you're felt by others and maybe that's, you might go start up a whole nother business but you're willing to sacrifice this and give it away a little bit. That's cool. But you got to look yourself in the mirror. It's like, are you cool with that? Now, if you just want to be like, I want to own everything because I did it. Then you want to go with the hard shit of hiring everybody, talking to everybody, the blood, sweat and tears, putting your own money up, making, making life. The average independent label is started from streets, right? from, from, from illegal money. Okay. You know how many risks that took for people to do that? Right. So I really believe you was like, I go to jail for this. Yeah, that's <laughs> like that's what they really doing. These are facts. So it was like, but some people might be like, I don't cool. So I give it up. So I'm not telling no artist ever not to sign with a label or say independent. I think that's some bullshit they put in everybody ain't built to be their own boss. It's actually cool. That's part of being your own boss to know what you're not. Just what you know what you're good at. It's actually cool to be like, I'm not good at this. There's right. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's why I told Brian when he was training people not to choose me because I'm horrible at lifting and losing weight. I was like, you know what, yeah. man, you need to give up. And that's why he quit his job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you gotta be it gotta be in you. Like the whole thing, it gotta um it's gotta be in you. Like even with the company I started, I don't think at the end of the day, I'm I'm shooting for my company to be like the next Def Jam mm -hmm. or something. I would probably fall back and let somebody else run it and sell it, build it up as a brand and then give it to a corporation because it got to be kind of harsh in business. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's a good you know, advice, You man. can't have no emotion. Right. You can't have no emotion when you're doing business. You know what the thing is, too? It's it's very difficult to like give your all when you wear a bunch of different hats, mm. like especially yep. if you're independent because if you, if you are the marketing manager, you're the artist, you're the engineer, you're the mastering engineer, you're making the beats, like, it's cool, you got many talents, but at the same time, it's like, somewhere's gonna slack, because yeah. you can't oh. 100, 100, 100, 100, 100 to everything. Preaching to the choir, trust me, I have this 
argument with my team all the time. Like, what do you really want to do? Because I need to figure that out if we're going to work together. You can't tell me you can do everything. That's impossible. A mosquito likes to suck blood. Right. Yeah. And a bee likes to make honey. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but they both fly. Yeah. You got to have something you really care about. Yeah, no, it's simple, but it makes sense, actually. I never thought of that. They both fly. One makes honey. One so I'm going to start using that at my job. <laughs> And I'm probably, they're going to be like, what are you talking about, kid? But whatever. No, they, always, they, always, they used to get me like that when I was young. It was like, yo, what are you talking about? We don't need to hear this. They used to call me Sharif. <laughs> I was like, but now all my friends, because the information is, is, like, it's funny to watch the world. It's like, it's actually cool to be conscious now. So it's mm-hmm. like, because people that went through so much trauma. So now they want to listen. Yeah. Makes sense. It, uh, it is. So, like, uh, when, you, when you said, like, you lost your passion for it and... Um, like you, you, there was a big gap and we're getting to the current time now in your career. Uh, when did you wake up one day and was like, you know what? Like I, I, I got over this hump. I got to get out of this mind state and like, I'm coming back now. Like, was it a certain uh, day? Did something happen? Did you have a speech with someone and they motivated you again? Um, being unfocused, I guess I would just say like you get caught up. I got kids relationships you start doing it i realized i wasn't the best version of myself to none of them because i wasn't making myself happy okay so i was selling like how you saying doing too much i'm trying to be a husband today be a father this day be a rapper this day be a business owner this day like i started frustrating myself and then one day you just look in the mirror and was like well what the fuck am i going to do to make me happy and then a respectfully everybody else will fall in place nice all right, that's yeah, man. That's cool though. That's, that's difficult to do because you know it's like you just said, like you get caught up in life, like shit mm. start happening, and it's like you, yeah, you have a passion for this one thing, but you're responsible for other things too, and it's right. like you can't you can't neglect that stuff at the same time because you're kind of an incomplete person in that way. Exactly, and, that's and a good way to put it. When you fulfill each kind of like, if you have like five cups, right? If you put a little bit of liquid in all the cups. You know, you could pour it into other one, like a, a bigger one, which is you, and it'll fill it. Right. You, know? you could bring that to like being a father, being a business owner, being a rapper, being anything. Yeah. You know, but when you slack on one of them, it's like you start yeah. dragging. It drags on because, like you said, if you fill that cup to your kids, even to your relationship person, your business partner, whatever it is, you have so much confidence to what you can bring to the table to show somebody you want to stand on because you feel complete as yourself. Yeah. yeah, I also have to say you guys have way better metaphors than I do um, with the cups, the bees, the mosquitoes. Like I am just out of my element here. I have nothing. I'm just sitting there drinking my coconut water. Like, uh huh. Yeah, maybe I'll have something to add here. Nothing. That's why I host the show and let everyone else just take off and go with their metaphors. All right, uh, really quick, I do want to get into the the one you wrote, the letter to Jay Z. Like, what inspired that? The song. Um, I, so it's, so it's so funny. It's a, it's a guy from my city, Stokey. Um, he's big, like he was incarcerated with Emory mm-hmm. and, um, that whole bettering yourself thing, like to do Emory really wanted to see, he was his, his inspiration when he would talk to people, was like the bettering yourself and to do stuff. So I watched, like, again, I'm a fan of hip hop first, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so you kind of look up to these people. I mean, it's Jay-Z, like, it's like, a, he's like a black guy at the end of the day. So, but I was smart enough to know that like he was still 
I would say getting his message across, but using it hustling, right? Because I was like, all these things that you talked about, Jay-Z, when you dropped 444 about owning houses, do all this investment, that's not how you built your brand. You built your mm -hmm. brand off the top of us, yo, the 4.6 is way harder than the 4.0, so you, you shitted on everybody who had the 4.0. And that was cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? You told us to rock all these platinum chains and all that shit. Mm -hmm. So I was like, are you going to really tell these kids how you got there? Because it's cool that you're there now, I'm right, but it's like, they they got to be 20. They got to take their drug money. And I think he did his own version. I, don't, I mean, I did meet Jay-Z, mm -hmm. and it was a funny thing in Bahamas when I was signed with Jermaine the Thing in the elevator, and my manager was like, I got the next one up, and he just laughed. I'm like, that's what they all said. Now, I met Dane Dash before in the elevator, ironic, in New York City when I was first um, shopping my deals. And the energy and conversation was way different. It wasn't that arrogant. It was just like, oh, y'all out here grinding, doing your thing. <laughs> so, right. so if you have a, even Kanye said it, like, Jay-Z is sort of an asshole. But that's probably what make him like that. I mean, R.I.P. Kobe, a lot of people said playing with Kobe and playing with Michael Jordan. Yeah. they People that's that dominant really just put pressure on other people. So I respected it first. Right. So that's what I'm saying. This is not no type of diss record. Right, right. It was yeah. just questions that I had. It was like, damn. I'm a little bit confused because which one is it? Mm. If you listen to the song, it was like because I felt like he just told it in his own way, but you didn't really give people the blueprint. You didn't tell them how to get to your love. You just said, don't do it. Like you just dissing the OJ shit. And it was like, okay, be OJ and talk all this. Wait, but hold money to your ear. But we don't call that money over here. So you shitting on the kids with all that money. You ain't say, don't hold the money to your ear, break it down and flip it this way. Mm. Like how I thought, like Nas or comments certain uplifting even Kanye West certain uplifting artists do it was just a challenge in hip hop I just wanted to have a conversation no it was cool man it was really insightful yeah. I liked it um alright get into like what you're currently working on now uh, uh what you've been up to the last couple of years and whatnot, if you wanna um is get money you see I got the get money shirt so it's like um it's really go back to that topic I think I'm obviously not as rich as somebody like Jay-Z, but I'm still here to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. I am my own investor. I am spending my own money. And I took other routes that what I would say wasn't, was um, not the routes that I should have took, like to be able to have money. And I learned that we can use the same thing that a record label does or the government things access to us. It don't got to be the street where we can start investing ourselves and look at ourselves like a business. Like I think with hip hop, when you start rapping, you don't like the companies look at you like a business, your jewelry, your image and all that is right. But we will literally go out here and sell drugs and penitentiary time to look a certain way. And so in our brain, we like I'm investing my image because I know this can make me money, but you're not setting it up that way. Like you're not writing jewelry off. You're not writing your clothes off. Yeah, yeah. Video off. You're not getting your invoices up. So if it's like the showing up, it's like, all right, if you're taking it, if you know you got a voice, you are a brand, you are a business. So if you bet yourself, sell yourself as that, get your LLC, go out here. If you got $100,000, if you got $20,000, you can put that in an account and um, get double that money and use leverage of credit. Like if you really look at hip hop, they actually like, it's no way that money bag yo or little baby, even if they are, I think it's just for show to go into a jewelry store and spend a hundred thousand dollars in cash. Who the fuck walks around with a hundred thousand in cash? Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, at least all the rich people I don't want to do that. They gonna write it in checks so they can write the shit off. Mm, I'm smart, telling yeah. you, they're doing that. I think they just posting it because they yeah. know that it's going to somebody else to see that. I don't even believe that's how they buying that shit. 
Right. Yeah. Well, it they doesn't got, make they sense. They, yeah. they got financial advisors. If they got accountings, they not letting them go spend that money recklessly like that. Um, mm. it, it was like back in the day when I found out like we would go go see everybody to pop bottles. Like remember the pop bottles in the club was a thing. Yeah. Then I found out meeting Jim Jones. He talked to me like that was one of the realest things when I did the record with um remix with um Jim Jones. And we got to sit down. He was like, bro, like when I go do this video with you, get the budget from the label. I'm going to take you go shopping. They're going to give you all the clothes for free because with me and you just pocket that. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like that was me back then, but I was so young. I didn't even understand. I was like, that's game. And I was like, damn, that's why these people are rich. It's entertainment at the end of the day. And you just got to look at yourself like a business and boss up. So that's like, if I can give that message out to the people, the artists that come from, that's my contribution to hip hop and music. I even remember, like back when, like you were always sending like messages out. Um, I don't. I think it was you. Did you do a concert and you had like a, you had uh, and we can edit this out if you want, but you had like a shirt on that said like, "F the police," but it was crooked cops. Oh no! It's so funny you called me because I was getting my head done today. Okay. We talking about, but they fucking. I was just talking about this case earlier today. Like right. I swear to God. Um. Yeah, so I was down Moby. My friend got into a fight, hit somebody with a bottle. So I guess that was things, but I didn't have nothing to do with it. Come outside, I owners at the clubs and did it. Was getting harassed because of who I was. So mm-hmm. they tried to put it on me. It was to the fact I even got my um my baby mother to call the police on the police because I felt threatened just the way they was harassing me. So right. I ended up just walking away, getting away like I'm not tolerating this. And they jumped on me and what you call it. It was all on the news and pulled it out. So that's where that came from, the crooked police, because they actually threw my case. The club owner bought my case, and then they um, basically the lawyers threw me under the bus. Okay. All right. I never got money on my lawsuit, even though it was on film. That, that just let me know money is power and who you know. If somebody's right. big and it, cancel your shit out. So I, that was just me having a voice of, yeah. of saying that. I mean, as we can see now with the Instagram, that's been happening to black people in America for fucking years i'm not mm-hmm. the only one is it having way worse i'm here no more because that right yeah no i just remember that yeah. like a video a concert you're at 15 14 it, years it, ago it, man it, it, funny about that though the song i remade i'm from the ghetto thing with nobody smiling was the rock him thing that's when mm-hmm. i first did auto-tune and i was really beefing with the local radio station because they told me auto-tune wasn't cool to do at that time this before Wayne did it, everybody. This is only when T Pain was doing it. Okay, got it. So it was so funny for me to watch that sh- take over music itself. <laughs> like we in an auto tune fucking century, but I was so on it, and my city was so slow. Now listen, I'm just like, damn, they don't see it. Yeah, that's that sucks, man. You, you like you you knew like, it. I was on that shit way before it happened. Yeah, you saw it. You saw the lane it was going. All right, so yeah. what? What? So I. Uh, I got sent your new song, The Bad Guy. Um, had that come into fruition, that single, and like, is it like, what What are you working on now? New album, mixtape. All right, so project, project, mixtape, nothing. I'm just working on music. Mm-hmm. So I'm building like to my fans that like art. First, I'm starting to, like I said again, treat my music like what it really is as art, as an artist. And sort of like my website, Follow God, is like my own boutique. Right. Where you going to be able to get music? You spend a bunch of money and then chasing views and all that and platforms. I'm not really kind of like in that. I'm so bad guy will be on all streaming platforms, but I have a bunch of other music that's going to be dropping on a weekly. 
for the follower of God. I'm a God Flow Sundays. I'm just going to be dropping a record every Sunday for the fans that really rock with me. Because, you know, you got people that listen to your music, but then you got fans. Yeah. Right. And yeah. As an artist, you make different music and different emotions. You know what I'm saying? This one song may live over here and this live over there. You know what I'm saying? I think we're in a world where we can understand that now. Like, you can just be yourself. Right. So I always wanted just to do what I originally do as a passion and have my own cult following. That's followerguard.com. But I will share vibes with other people. So that brings you to the Bad Guy record that's on all streaming platforms. That's what a, a, a artist from my city, TMC, the Don, he signed with Asylum Records. He's from Northeast Baltimore. He's like the young inspiration version. I mean, he ain't a lyricist like me, but I mean, the young kids got their own wave. Somebody right. I Talented. We hooked up when we did a record. So I think it's feel important. You know what I'm saying? I'm not one of them OGs that's hating on the new generation. I feel like I can tap with them. Respectfully, I know everybody talk about Ayo and all these records, but Break Me Off is what I had when it wasn't cool to be a rapper and sing. If you listen to Off the like my producer question, I was saying, I always could understand melodic music and still get the same emotion off somebody that's really lyrical. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, I mean, if we, if we really go look back like Nas was saying Right, black girl lost all, all that shit, but you don't hear it because they program you and think, oh, if you singing, it's corny. It's yeah. art. It's not corny to do nothing. It's just do what you feel. Right. It's like it's weird because they tell you, they tell you growing up, like don't be like everyone else. But the minute you try to be yourself, they ridicule you right. for it. Probably. It, yeah, right. Probably. Yeah. It's fucking it's to weird. control you. It's mind control. Yeah. <laughs> and that that goes with the world, anything, whether it's yeah. any media outlet, they want to control you. That's it. So, so, so as far as the album, as an artist, I don't think I'm in that mode yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm releasing the classic album Law and Order on my platform, and I'm going to do a documentary on that, as well as doing like a um, I would call it because I got the idea and concept originally from Moonwalker because that's where Jay Z got it from. I don't know if you're Michael Jackson. Did. Yeah, yeah. Like, weird, weird move. Was it the movie? Yeah, Moonwalker I did songs and videos, weird. and Jay Z did it again. The streets is watching. But I plan on for my classic album putting something together like that because I think it's people still love that project, and I was in a good space. So I want to tell a story. I never shot videos to that because videos wasn't accessible back then. Right. Like have YouTube and all that. So I was like, I've been thinking about putting that and stepping into film. That's um, cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, we'll let you go, Sumi. You've been more than gracious with your time. And I just have to say, we've done like over a hundred interviews, and you're one of the most in- more insightful people that we've talked to, bro. It's really fucking cool to hear. Just like the the background and you just being uplifting, trying to like better people. It's really cool, man. I have to say that. No, no, I appreciate that. That's that's gonna keep me, that's gonna keep me thriving and keep going. So that's just share it with the world. Let's let's keep grinding. Anything y'all need from me? Tap in and let me know what's good. Yeah, and uh, really quick, I, before I get to Brian's like last uh, thing, if he has anything, one artist people might not think you like that like would surprise people. Throw it out there. Like I, I'm a huge like I always say I'm a big like Air Supply fan, Celine Dion. I don't care what anyone okay. thinks. I love them. So like, is there anyone like random that you would put on your iPod when iPods <laughs> are a thing, and then put the windows up so nobody hears? So when I'm in a, a like a uh, um, a wave of music where I was like, I can't, I don't got no inspiration. At the studio, I listen to Purple Rain. Okay. Like, like turn it up. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so funny because my, I'm probably more of a Michael Jackson fan than Purple Rain, but I, I, I feel like whatever energy that Prince was putting in them records at that time, when I hear that song, 
it just had so much emotion to it. It was like it put me in the zone. It's like they want you just want to live again. So I listened to that. Um, I'm like, what would think of somebody weird on the rap tip? I don't think somebody would think that I probably be really. I mean, they might do because there's a new wave. I'll be rocking with Lil Durk. I okay. could listen, understand his music. Um, I would think that would be the farthest way to the stretch because because I'm about to tell you something funny. It's a couple songs like rock songs that I hear and get. I don't even know the people names though. <laughs> 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 like, I they just song, come out. They just it, come out late at the bar and you sing them out loud. Turn it up. I think music is an emotion. If it can make you feel a certain way and and get you through a, a day, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so happy you like. Crisscross. I read because I had an older brother growing up. So, like, I was only like four or five when they came out. And, like, my brother right. had the Totally Crossed Out album. We would watch a video we bought on VHS, and JD was on it introducing them. And that's where the I Missed right. the Bus video was on. And I yeah. I don't come across a lot of people who like Crisscross. We had one other dude, uh, the one dude who um, he's he does um, Battle Rap Post in Lush One. He was the only other dude who I knew, like, even mentioned Crisscross in an interview. So that's so cool how he did that, I have to say. Yeah, that's funny. That's why I said it was kind of signing with Jermaine Dupree. I guess you do a track. The energy that you put up, right? Yeah. Not me. I mean, I was wearing backwards stuff, dressed like him, and I never, you know, <laughs> met Jermaine Dupree. But it is what it is. My mom just slapped me and was like, "What are you wearing your What are you wearing your fucking jeans on backwards for, you idiot?" 